Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy, so you can know better and do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. Welcome to the show today, everybody. Now, we're talking today about anxiety, relief, and worrying. I have to tell you, this is such a huge topic. We receive so many texts and emails about this every week. Uh, we'll be addressing some of those uh, those questions on today's show. But we really speak to a lot of groups of youth and adults on how to actually overcome anxiety because it's crippling. It really does make you struggle to function in your life. And, and what we teach people to do is to live fearlessly. So today, we're going to give you all of our tips and tricks to overcome worry and anxiety for good, which is really exciting. Um, And our hope is that you're going to share this show with everyone in your life, especially the teenagers and the youth and the kids that you know who are really struggling. Because, Kim, we do, we have an epidemic of youth who live with daily anxiety. Yeah, we hear from more parents every week about their kids that are struggling. And there's a lot of theories around these days that all the screen time is actually part of the cause. Whatever it is, we've got a lot of really anxious, scared, uncomfortable, stressed kids. And and it's those kids that can end up being kind of at risk. That's true. And let's face it, we live in a different world than what we were brought up in and what our parents were brought up in. And I think a lot of us have a lot of angst around that anyway, as to, well, what is it they're really into and who are they socializing with and, and what does their life really look like? How do we relate to them differently? So we will talk about a little bit that about that on the show today. But I want to get started with a lot of people think that anxiety and, and fear, they don't necessarily, and worry and, and all of those things symptoms in day-to-day life, they don't necessarily link it back to fear. And I see that so many times uh, in our life, unless someone's very conscious of, I'm afraid of spiders, or I'm afraid of heights, or I'm afraid of losing my job, or they don't necessarily think that anxiety is a fear problem. No. And a lot of times they come to us and they, they're unhappy, they're, they're stressed, their life isn't going well. And we tell them they have a fear problem. They're, they're almost taken back a little bit. And, and so maybe we've got to explain a little bit about the two core fears and how we define them because we have a little broader explanation for... Yeah, because so, so let's put it into a bit of a scenario because a lot of people come to us and say, well, this and this and this isn't working in my life. So therefore, they think that it's the problems outside of them. They think that if I just had a better job, if I just earned more money, if I just lived in a different neighborhood or if, you know, if I didn't have to worry about my kids being um, you know, shot up at school, you know, then then... I'd be happy. Everything would be okay. And and that is the, the fear of loss. That is the idea that any time that we feel that everything isn't the way that we should be or we, the way that we, they should be for us or in order for us to feel safe, we get disappointed. We feel discouraged about life. We feel a little taken from. And it kind of puts us into a bit of a uh, a victim mindset in extreme ways, but but also just on a softer level, a matter of, well, it's not my problem, it's everyone else's. Okay, so fear of loss is a tricky one to get their head around. You have a loss experience every time life doesn't go the way you wanted it to. Every time you feel like there's anything that takes from the quality of your life, it's a loss. So, yeah, we fear losing people. And all the, the violence and the shootings and stuff has brought a lot of that forward. We fear losing money. We fear 
losing our job or opportunities or reputation is one we hear a lot. But a lot of people don't recognize when they're really angry, stuck in traffic, late for an appointment, and they're all upset about that, that it's a fear issue. But that is a loss. You're having a loss experience whenever you don't get what you want. And if you're somebody that has a lot of worries and stress, you stress about a lot of things that could be not right and that need to be done all the time. And and maybe we can talk a little about the shapes that are a little more prone to that kind of stress and and need a little more control over their environment in order to feel safe. Which are the shapes, Nicole, that are really prone to fear of loss? So diamonds, squares, octagons are really the most the most affected when it comes to that. And they, they see the world as, um, with a greater expectation, whether it's expectations on themselves or expectations on others, that life's a little loaded for those shapes. They want things to be a certain way in order for them to feel safe. And therefore, they're more likely to, to be triggered in a fear of lost state. Yeah, I think circles too, even though they, they have a lot of fear of failure, they can have some expectations about the world being so smooth and Pollyanna perfect all the time. And they get real disappointed and frustrated too. For sure. For sure. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, shapes, what are they on about? Okay. Uh, check out our website, 12shapes.com. Uh, Kim and I are really have birthed a, a people science, a behavioral science called the 12 shape relationship system. There's a free server that you can take on our website, uh, or we can actually send you the, the free assessment to 801-666-2932. If you just text 12 shapes, you want to know what your shape is because you want to know which of these fears are really at play. You know, Nicole, just this morning I was at a networking event and I had a chance to kind of tell somebody turned to me and said, where did this come from? How did you get this, this 12 shape relationship science? And I said, and and we haven't talked about this a while on the show, but I think there's going to be a lot of listeners that are kind of curious because it's wild. And I, I told them this is the story in a nutshell is that I developed half of it over the last 15 years. And then Nicole is out in Australia. She's developed half of it over 15 years. And we literally bump into each other in an elevator in Delhi, India. And within about an hour, we realized, wow, you got the other half to the secret sauce. And, and to be honest, we're baffled. We look at it every day and go, this is so brilliant. I don't know how we came up with it, <laughs> right? It's true. Yeah, you always yeah, I feel, feel it's a little divine. divine. Yeah, because yeah. it's too perfect. It is. And, and the whole reason why we did Relationship Radio, we do it every week, uh, and, and the reason that we are, are so passionate about educating people about this system is for so long, and you and I have worked in psychology for a combined 30 years, for so long people have consciously been trying to get out of their own way. They do affirmations. They feel the suffering. They're very aware of their shortcomings and the shortcomings of others, but they didn't really have a system to understand on a simplistic level because psychology can be a little overwhelming. It's complicated. Whereas what we've done is we've broken this down. There's actually 12 different types of people in the world. And once you know your shape and the shapes of the people that you live with, the people you're in relationship with, you'll just see their behavior and your interactions in a completely different light. Okay. And the shapes are all determined by what you value most and what you fear most. And so we started talking about fear of loss. We were sharing some of the shapes that have the, that are fear of loss dominant, I would say. Um, the other core fear that's in play with the, all, all the rest of us shapes is the fear of failure, the fear that I might not be good enough. And we do find with anybody that's struggling with anxiety, 
they either have a, a fear of failure, dominant stress, and, and the anxiety is really coming from the I'm not good enough place, or their fear of loss dominant, and they have all these worries and fears about everything going wrong, or they have both. And we have quite a few shapes that really suffer. I think all of us have both to some degree, but there's some shapes that, boy, they've got both a lot. Diamonds, I think, are one we often say are some of the most inner tortured of all the shapes. Yeah, they're, they're very committed to perfectionism and they like things their way. They like to, to feel in control. So as you're listening to this, maybe you have really got something on your heart or on your mind and you think, gosh, I do worry about this or this is the one thing in my life that I can't get breakthrough with. Or maybe you are thinking of someone you know that you think, goodness me, if I could just help them understand their anxiety, then maybe that would help. And and every single one of the 12 has a different behavior that comes from these two core fears, which will actually correspond to what it is that you worry about. So for an example, Kim and I are both arrows. So we ha- worry a lot about time. We worry a lot about being on time. We are ridiculously early. And everywhere we go. Everywhere we, we go. Don't want to be late because we don't want to get to be late, and and that's really because we feel like we're going to be judged, and also we think it's got a lot to do with our reputation. So therefore, it's actually a fear of failure issue. So when we look at that worry and and how it creates anxiety in our home and in our workplace, we can then link it back to one of these core fears. And this is what we're hoping today is that you're going to have some more intellectual understanding. We believe that when you know better, you can do better. Without new knowledge, you really can't understand these feelings. That are, that are really crippling you in your life. So if you have got someone who is struggling, uh, take them to the 12 Shape website. We've got resources there and, and help them understand their anxiety because I think that's a really big part of what we do so well. Okay. So really the magic of the system is that we make mental and emotional health super simple. So all you've got to know is that there's only two states you can function in and every minute of every day, you're either in a balanced state where you feel safe and you behave at your best or you're in an unbalanced fear state where your bad behavior can come out. And every one of us, every shape has both a balanced and unbalanced state. And what your job is every day is to recognize when you get unbalanced and you're feeling fear, you're feeling unsafe and learn how to get out. So we need to talk a little bit. I think the first step to helping anxiety is learning how to get out of fear. It is. So, so really, fear looks like fear of loss or fear of failure. Either I'm not good enough or my life isn't good enough. And when I work with all of our high-risk teens and we speak to groups of youth all around the country, we translate for that to them, which is in a way that they understand, which is either I suck or my life sucks. So as you're listening to this, which one, which category are you in? Are you in the I suck or my life sucks? Now, if you're in the I suck that's because you are living in this ideal that all of us are born into. It's just this belief that is not accurate. The idea that our value can change. So if I make a mistake, if I have an argument, if I uh, do something wrong, then my grade is docked. My value goes down. Your value goes down. And so a lot of us uh, particularly those on the task line, I, I really want to talk to that, the, the diamonds, the arrows and the ovals. A lot of us live with this invisible counter in our head, judging our performance, judging all of our decisions because we are very driven to be perfect. And so th- we sit there constantly and think, goodness me, at any point in time, I could lose all of this. My value could change. And so we teach people that your value doesn't change, Kim. 
Yeah, really the trick to having good self-esteem and and lowering this fear that I'm not good enough all the time is to change your foundational belief about how human value is determined. And all of us believe that it's changeable and that based on my appearance, performance, property, all those what people think of me stuff, our value goes up and down every day. If you decide that for you and your family, all human beings have the exact same value and it cannot change, you just take fear of failure off the table. You can't fail if they're if you're always the same in value, no matter what of everybody else all the time, there's really, you're not at risk. There's nothing to fear anymore. Now that's something you have to work at and practice in your home. And we talk about it on a lot of our radio shows because all of us need reminders every day to make that conscious choice that your value can't change. And no matter what you do, you have the same as everyone else. Now, this is really important for our youth and for our young people because they ultimately feel like their self-esteem is has got to do with what other people think about them all the time. They always feel like if I'm in conflict with somebody or I'm not in the popular group or I didn't get selected, I didn't get invited, included, they care about belonging a lot. And whether we like it or not, we live in this tech age where this, this, this phone that they're connected to is actually – it's determining their value every single day. Every single interaction that they have on that phone is making them ride that scale. And so I I see in our office when we work with these kids that so many of them are living not just about, you know, questioning their own value and my life and where am I going and have I got it together, but also where do I fit in relation to others? And I think that a lot of uh, the anxiety that our youth live with is actually based on that one principle. Oh, it totally is. It's life changing when they really start to get it. And I've watched some of the teens that you've worked with go from a mess of just in tears and and feeling worthless to really engaging in life, seeing their value and taking off. There's been some really dramatic changes. So we know it works. Now, what about the the fear of loss people? We also want to give you a hint for how to get out of fear of loss. If you stress and worry all the time, we want you to play again with changing a core belief that the world isn't random chaos, that there's actually purpose and meaning in everything that happens to us. And when we choose to trust the universe that it's actually a wise teacher constantly conspiring to serve us and bless us. And we, we, we stop resisting what it delivers and we see experiences as always happening for us, not to us. So that's an important part because the real trick to managing anxiety really comes from living in trust and trusting in your value. So wherever you are right now, can you actually just take a breath? Can you take a moment and say, I wish today was different, but I accept that this is exactly where I'm meant to be, that my value's on the line and and that I can actually have some peace around that. Because a lot of the anxiety comes from discord internally. We have internal conflict. And and from working with with high-risk teens for so many years, Kim, I see that this is the core issue, is that they're actually completely inconsistent and incongruent with themselves and their identity in the world that they live in. So anytime that we're in internal conflict, it's going to look like anxiety. Okay. Now, Nicole, we say this all the time that in order to make these changes happen, you need a lot of reinforcement, a lot of repetition, a lot of practice. And we are hearing from a lot of listeners that they want more. They need more in order to make these changes. So you and I have really heard what they've asked for. And we are launching a new 12 Shapes community inner circle program that's so inexpensive. 
And it means that anybody who wants to work on this on a weekly basis has access to us, can join us on some very private Q&A calls with only the Inner Circle group participants. They'll have access to us to email us questions, to text us their questions, the struggles specifically they're having, and hear us address those questions and give them specific answers on those calls every week. Now, it's all going to be anonymous. So if you're listening to this and going, goodness me, I do want Kim and Nicole in my back pocket, but I don't want my identity to be, you know, shown out to the world. Uh, All of this will be done anonymously, but this is an opportunity for you to get everyday coaching, private, everyday weekly coaching from Kim and I to really start integrating these principles. Because what we know is that it has to be practiced. It has to something be something that you're constantly held accountable to. And you need resources and tools every week to really make that change. So if this does feel right to you, we would love to include you in our, our inner circle. Uh, and you can learn all about it at 12shapes.com. Yeah, I just, I, I want to say too, we're, we're going to give our 12 Shapes community members all kinds of discounts. A lot of the stuff that we sell on our website, we're just giving to all our members for free. And it's only $47 a month, or if you commit to be with us for a year, it's only $29 a month. And I have to tell you, I've had a couple of our coaching clients that have paid $5,000 to coach with us who've said, you mean I get you in my back pocket for a whole year and it's $29 a month. I mean, that's a no-brainer that that I get to basically have access to you every week. Now, it's not private. It's a big, it's a group call, but we will get your questions privately and we will be able to prepare to give you the answers you specifically need on those calls. And it'll actually be, be, it'll be a coaching call. So everyone else will be muted and we'll only work through the questions. So it's a really fantastically, it's well-structured learning environment. Yeah. So So everybody out there, if you love 12 Shapes, come and join us and be part of our community. We want to be able to get to know you and really serve you and give you the answers you specifically need, whether it's for children or friends or coworkers or... Or just that you're worried about the people in your life. So many of us are worried. We have to take a break, Kim, but after the break, we're going to give you our formula of how to beat anxious thoughts. Stay with us here on Relationship Radio. You're with Nicole and Kim. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back. You're with Nicole and Kim. Now, today we're talking anxiety and worry. So if you have someone in your life that you know is really struggling and they're crippled with anxiety, or maybe this is you and you just think, gosh, I'm more of a stress head than I want to be. This show is for you. We're about to get into a whole bunch of tips and tools and give you a our, our secret formula of how to overcome anxious thoughts. But before we do that, I just want to uh, talk about our amazing sponsor. One of our sponsors are Zaya Active. And talk about anxiety, Kim. I have to tell you, uh, being a big-breasted woman doing CrossFit, there was a lot of anxiety. And I found this amazing company called Zaya Active that has the most incredible fitness wear. Uh, if you are not familiar with me, I, I love CrossFit, um, <laughs> but I, I really wanted something that I could feel good in. And so I found this this brand, Zaya Active. I, I fell in love with all of their gear. I completely changed my wardrobe. So I know you're going to love it too. And we thank them for, for loving Relationship Radio and, and everything we stand for. So go and check them out at ZayaActive.com and go shopping. They've got beautiful stuff. Awesome. Okay, so Nicole, I I am really proud of the fact that on these shows, we try to deliver usable tips, tricks, stuff they can really take back and start using today to make a difference with their family. And so we're going to share a really valuable little formula today. I, I believe when we get into an anxiety state, we need a very simple procedure. We need to know exactly what do I do with this thinking that's happening right now. Give me the steps. Give me exactly what to do. And and we find we've got lots of formulas in the program and and we give those to someone. They can do it. And it, it really is that you know better than you can do better. So where do we start? Because a lot of us find ourselves in the heat of it. So let's just use an example of being late in traffic, because I think that's something that we can all relate to. So when we're late in traffic, we have to identify what that problem is. And we've got to say, okay, this is not about me stuck in a traffic jam on the I-15. What is this really about? So so everybody, if you're taking notes, this is the number one thing to do when you're recognizing that you're in an anxiety state. What is the problem really? What are you really afraid of? So Nicole, I'm going to have you be the client for a So I'm going to pull that apart for myself um, and say, I'm worried of looking bad because I'm going to be late to this meeting or I'm worried that my kids are not going to believe that I'm a good mother uh, and, and that they're going to give you know feel alone and forsaken because I'm late to collect them from so an activity. It's not really about the traffic or the cars around you. It's really down the road what you're worried about. In if the future. You're late, what's then going to happen or what's it going to mean about you if this happens? And so... We, we, you kind of have to look a little bit deeper. It's easy to say, well, I'm just afraid I'll be late. Well, then what's going to happen if you're late? So if I'm going to be late, then I'm going to look bad. And it's going to affect on my professionalism and people aren't going to think that I'm serious about them and that, that I don't think they're important. Okay. So as an arrow, that totally makes sense because you have more, your fear of failure dominant. And so that would really be more likely. And if you're a fear of failure dominant person, you struggle with people pleasing, you, you may find a real pattern that it's behind all the stuff you fear. That's what it is. 
So talk about step number two. So step two is then working out, can you actually do anything about it? And a lot of the time we can't, right? Particularly in that, moment. in that moment. Or maybe there is and you think, yeah, the thing that I can do is actually calm my farm, right? Because now yelling at my kids doesn't help, right? So that's the little bit of power that I do have, but I'm still stuck here. So identify what is it you can and can't do. That's really empowering because you'll start doing what you can and you'll let go of the rest. Yeah. So number three, if there's anything you can do to improve your situation, do it. But number four says, if there's not anything in your control that you can do, that is the place where you've got to choose to trust the universe that it knows what it's doing. And it actually may be your perfect classroom today and whoever you're going to now be late to see, but it's their perfect classroom today. And I have to tell you, I had this exact experience happen to me a while back. I had an appointment with a, a big client, someone we really wanted to impress. And there was an accident on the freeway and I was 45 minutes late. So I was completely stressed. And I, I, I made the decision, trust the universe. That makes me hyperventilate thinking about it. 45 minutes? 45. I can't handle four. I know you do. You would str- totally be stressing at four minutes. Yeah, late. I think I'd be in tears by that point. I was worried. But but in that moment, the only thing I do have control over is my inner state and if I'm balanced or unbalanced. So I made the choice to stay balanced and trust the universe that knows what it's doing. When I arrived, I, of course, start apologizing to this client. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And he said, you know, what? I was actually praying you would be late because I was on an important phone call that I needed to finish. And I went, all right, there you go, right? Now, that was the best. That doesn't always happen. I was going to say, that's an awesome story, and I wish that would happen for me all the time. It doesn't always. Sometimes I'm late, and I can't help it, and my kids are waiting outside, crying, freaking out, saying, Mommy, the worst in the world, and we were so afraid, and we, you know, that is. But even in that, what opportunity is there for you? Why is this my perfect experience today? Why is it this a perfect experience for them? It might open up some dialogue. So, so what, what would you choose in that moment? Your kids are crying. You're a horrible mom. You were late. What how I would do, you, do. How do you mentally process it to get yourself balanced again? I just think it's a, it's a parenting opportunity to say, I do my best and we all try our best, but sometimes we fall short, but we, we still try our best and my best is good enough. That's what I would be saying. But yeah, it's, it's really about us being able to trust that it's it really is going to be okay. This is somehow meant to be today. And then the final piece of the formula, step five, is that we choose to focus on something more positive. So even though I'm gridlocked in traffic, I'm going to put on a song that I love and sing. I'm actually going to make a conscious choice to make this suffering less because we do get to choose how much we suffer, particularly when things are out of our control. Um, I would also think in the car, once you have the kids, even though they're upset, instead of spending that drive home beating yourself up for being a terrible mother, make a love-motivated choice. Now, you can choose to be in love for yourself. And and what do you need to, to remind yourself of your value being the same as everybody else's? Or you really focus on just loving on those kids and get them talking about what happened today and make it about them and not about you. Because our fear, our anxiety actually makes us selfish. It keeps us focused on ourselves. So one of the most powerful choices in that moment is, is to focus on loving someone else. I love it. So if this is something you know you need in your life, 
re-listen to the show, write down these five things, stick them in the back of your wallet. So then you, if you do find yourself having a meltdown or you're overwhelmed or stressed or you're with somebody who is, is really unbalanced and very worried about something or it, with anxiety, you can actually step them through this formula. Okay. And I'm actually going to print this up and put it on, in our membership vault so that if anyone wants to get a copy of it, it'll, it'll be there in the membership vault. Awesome. Okay. Now, uh, we receive so many calls and emails, um, you know, and and texts every week from from listeners from all around the world. Uh, Lorna actually is our listener of the week. She's from here in Utah, um, and she submitted this question. So thank you very much. We've included it in our show, and we've got a free copy of our book on its way to you. Um, and if you'd like to give us any feedback or ask us questions to include in our show, uh, just text 801-666-2932 or email info at 12shapes.com. Now, the reason... I wanted to include these questions in this show is I, as I was really listening to, to what it is that she was struggling with in her life, I thought this is relevant to every single parent. Her question was, how does somebody help ch- a child with anxiety? What are some good resources to help them feel safe and also courageous? And when there's a lot of change, how can parents create stability amongst that change? What a great question, because I think every parent on the planet has actually experienced that with their child, a child who's feeling unsafe or uncertain in a time of change. So here's a few a few answers or a few kind of tidbits to really fix or, or to address this situation if this is um, is one that you're familiar with. Now, children feel secure when they can find anchor points and when they have security around them. And a lot of the times, we uh, that whole journey of being a child is them in the mix of the stuff that I want control over and a whole heap of stuff that I get told I have to do. There's a set of expectations, a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily like, and I, I ultimately wouldn't choose for myself. That ultimately is childhood. And so what we coach our clients to do is as their parents and as people who connect to young people actually create some routine, some attachment to some belongings, some routine, some some structure, while at the same time teaching them that their value is infinite, that they their life is a classroom and they actually can feel safe in the moment. So what this does is it shifts the paradigm from focusing on the thing that they're afraid of and actually shows them, you know what, I am safe and this is who is around me and these are the these are the constants I can rely on. These are the the anchor points that I can set as a foundation to feel good and safe in the world, but then also show and extend that perspective um, and to make them bulletproof and fearless despite whatever's coming up to, to show them that life is not a test, it's a classroom. Okay, so another big tip if you've got a child who is having fear or anxiety issues, do not make them feel like they're broken or bad or wrong for having these feelings and emotions. One of the most important things that we can do for our kids is validate that we can understand why you might feel anxious. But we, we need to validate and honor and respect their right to be in this place and feel what they're feeling. Um, my good friend and psychologist, um, Dr. Paul Jenkins, always says, you're always right about how you feel. I love that. It's so powerful. And it's really important with our kids that we never make them feel like they're being a baby. This shouldn't be. You shouldn't feel this way. Don't make them wrong about how they feel. Validate that it's understandable why you might have some anxiety. And I think as as a parent, that's the moment that we need to do more listening than talking. And we get into fix-it mode. And we want to just say, well, don't think that. Think this. And the more that we do that, we're not validating. 
and we're not giving them what they really need, which is a chance to voice their feelings and have somebody say, it's okay, you're normal and, and right and a good person. You have the same value. It's okay you're experiencing this. So I want to call out a few shapes on this. Okay. Okay. Um, for different reasons. So the ovals, the diamonds, and, and the, the arrows are the fixes. They're the ones who want to go in and go, okay, well, I know that you feel that, but we're going to do this instead. It's going to be fixed and you have nothing to worry about. Okay. Whereas our octagons and our squares and our rectangles and our triangles are more likely to be dismissive and our rhombuses are more likely to go, well, that's stupid. Why are you worrying about that? It's not a big deal. So maybe you can own a little bit of that. Um, and, and ultimately the best listeners of all, the ones who are better at doing the dialogue are actually our hearts and our circles. So if you know that this is something you need to work on, and, and so much of this is our kids just getting our undivided attention. And a lot of us as parents have to learn that the, the hard way. So put down what you're doing, have a five-minute conversation, and actually help them to validate their feelings. Another big part of it is, is to actually normalize change. Because if we fear change, we're ultimately going to be fearful our entire life. The one thing that we can bank on is is change. It's inevitable. It's constant. Um, and and when you shift and and that perspective for that child, and you normalize change as something that's about growth and progress and not fear, there can be a really big uh, penny drop for these kids because they can actually see it as a learning opportunity. It's not something they have to perfect. It's something they're allowed to fail at. They're allowed to make a mistake. But it's it's new and it's different. But it's not necessarily scary. It's an opportunity for growth. So I'm laughing that you're bringing this up because my daughter last night told me that she has so much anxiety around change. And anytime anything changes, she feels kind of unsafe in the world. And um, <clears throat> as you know, I'm going to have some surgery in a couple weeks. And she's got a lot of anxiety around mom going in the hospital and what could go wrong. One of the other things that we talked about last night is that there's fears that help us and there's fears that hurt us. And so we have to look at, is this fearful emotion that you're experiencing, fear that you could lose your mom and, and what changes could happen, um, is it doing anything good for you or is it making it harder for you to be happy and productive and get through your life? Is this a fear that helps or hurts? Because some fears warn us and, and they help us prepare. And maybe we, we spend more time preparing for something because we're a little anxious about it. So it can sometimes help us, but often hurt us. So that's a great question to ask a child, ask a teenager, a young person. Why do you think this has shown up for your life? What is this an opportunity for you to discover about yourself in the world? What is it that you could learn from, from actually having this experience? The next thing is, is that a lot of us as parents, we enable and we mollycoddle. Now, none of us really want to admit that, but a lot of us put our kids in bubbles. And so any kind of change that's outside of that bubble, we might have some attachment to as well. So particularly if you're perfectionistic and if you can accept that about yourself and think, yeah, you know what? I like things to be predictable and I, I and that works well for me. By having that kind of a lifestyle and, and giving them that kind of framework and a foundation, we actually rob them of a lot of behavioral adaptation. For example, um, if you are not constantly ad adjusting the new milestones within your home, different expectations, new and challenging chores and homework and activities, and allowing them to feel safe in your home while having control over change, 
they're less likely to adapt. Now, I had a friend who had a lot of children homeschooling in Australia. Um, I say a lot of children. By Australian standards, five children is a, a lot. A lot. Yeah. And she was homeschooling five children. And I remember uh, that she was taking them on a bus excursion. And the eldest was seven, and he was absolutely terrified about going on this bus because he'd never actually had that experience before. And I remember thinking, goodness me, I have to take my kids on a bus ride. You know, and my kids were, were, you know, two and four at the time thinking, I need to get that done, you know, because the more that we create an opportunity for them to have that experience with us and that we actually move those goalposts within the home and within that environment and our lifestyle, the more likely they are to, to do that. And then when they do try something different and it is with you under the safety of your guardianship and, and your wings, I like to do the dialogue and say, well, what was that like? How did it feel? And what did you learn? And what do you think we do differently next time? And at what point did you have that tipping point where you were a little bit afraid, but then you realized we're going to be okay? And and how did you get to that? Because if you can have that dialogue afterwards as kind of this post-mortem, you know, unpacking it afterwards, it's incredibly valuable for these kids to link the dots. Oh, those are things that it's so hard sometimes as a busy parent, if you have a lot of children too, to have time to have those conversations with those kids. Um, we've recommended to a lot of parents recently that maybe the kids need less activities and, and more time to spend actually talking about what they experience and what's going on in their life. Do you think because of all the screen time too, they're, they're less they're losing some of the skills to cope with life in the real world? Well, they manufacture their own life. Mm, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a safe little environment. And they can unplug or get out whenever they feel like it. Whereas in, in social environments, we can't always run and unplug. So they really do need time with us to debrief things that are happening and how to respond and how to handle situations. Those kind of postmortems, as you called it, would be one of the most valuable things you could do with your kids. For sure. Now, if you're listening to this and going, you know what, I... I need more of this. I need more solutions. I need to be doing more reading. I need more resources. Uh, we invite you to join our inner circle. We have a new community exclusively for people who love shapes, who want to know about the relationship system and actually the, the fine tuning of dynamics and actually implement it into the world. So into their world and get all of that help. So if this is something that, that feels like you need it and you, need, you want it to be something that's, that you have access to every week, uh, check out 12shapes.com and our inner circle community. Okay, we've got to take another break. But after the break, we're getting into something really relevant of the times. In the light of, of all of the shootings here in America, a lot of parents are feeling very, very frightened um, about all of the violence and the fear in schools. And maybe you don't live in America, but you still worry about kids and violence. We're going to address those topics after the break specifically today. So stay with us here on Relationship Radio. You're with Nicole and Kim. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. 
For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back to the show, everybody. You're here with Nicole and Kim. We're having a fun call today talking about anxiety and helping our kids to, to deal with all the, the stress and fear that shows up in life. I, I think about that when you say child, and I think a lot of us are still childish, even as old adults, because we don't have these skills. We are still living in that same behavioral pattern of how do I adapt to the world? Oh, no matter how old we are, we all need some help with anxiety. I think it happens to all of us. Um, we need to take a minute and thank our other sponsor real quick. Yes. Yeah, so we love Freeman Lovell business and real estate attorneys. Uh, the reason we love them is because they take the fear out of all of our paperwork. So uh, if you are a business owner or you're somebody who is really trying to start researching and think, yep, I really want to start a business, but you don't know where to start. The paperwork and the legals are so important. And a lot of people think that that they can just get through on passion. <laughs> a lot of us, uh, we get so excited about what we're going to do and we try and go out there and, and, and we don't actually take due diligence to get all of our things in order, make sure that we're protected from the public, that their public are protected from us. This is why we love Freeman Lovell business and real estate attorneys. Uh, you can find out more from freemanlovell.com. And Fred out there is absolutely amazing. He'll look after you. Uh, we we love what they're doing for us. They just make us feel really secure. So we would love you guys to um, to go and see how they can help you because if you don't know better, you can't do better. All right. Hey, Nicole, I also want to let everybody know that I've put together uh, basically an ebook with all of the information on how to help a child or yourself deal with anxiety. The, the formula that we've actually got an incredible exercise that I learned from Eric Gentry, who's one of the leading psychologists in the country on helping us learn how to calm ourselves down, to literally get out of our parasympathetic nervous system and get calm again. And they're amazing tips and tricks. And we're going to have that available for our inner circle members for free. So if, if anyone is interested in finding that, check out the inner circle. Yeah, at 12shapes.com. All right, I want to talk about how scary the world is uh, that our kids are now growing up in. Well, we had a, a 
listener write in a really good question that made us stop and think. It really did. And, it, and you know, if we really give ourselves permission to think about the world that our kids live in, I think all of us get triggered into a bit of fear because it, it's just new, you know, terrorism and all of the different levels of diversity and violence. Our kids definitely growing up in a different world than what we were. Now, Joanne from Florida wrote in this question to us, in the face of all the violence and fear in schools here in my state and the recent shooting, what's your advice to help children feel safe and secure. I feel the pressure as a mother. I can't assure my kids that they'll be safe at school. This is terrifying. What do I say to my children? Oh, doesn't make you just question. heart sink. It does because we didn't have to worry about that stuff. We had earthquake drills when I was a kid in school and that was scary, but, but hide because someone might come in the class and shoot you is a whole nother level of terror for these kids it's mind-boggling it is and if you're not in the states and you're thinking hang on this doesn't happen to me we know what terrorism is everywhere so just kind of bring it into into that light and say you know we could be at an airport we could be in a supermarket you just never know what's going to happen so what what do we do to prepare our kids yeah and, and let me just mention your your kids could still watch the news They could see the news and it's on the news and that's all it would take to kind of bring this fear up. I think the most important thing we talked about already is taking time to really listen and ask, actually ask the question, how are they feeling? They've been exposed to, to what's happening in the world. How does it make them feel? Do you have any fears about it? You want to talk about it and make sure they have a safe space with you to actually address the topic. I think sometimes it's something you may not even know exactly how much worry your child actually has about it until you take the time to ask. And if we do dismiss their fears, uh, it actually does impact their self-esteem and does some long-term damage. So that's not to highlight guilt for all of our parents out there, but it's just to highlight that your child will have experience of anxiety and fear in their, in their world. And we want to be that first phone call. I often think of parenting as earning the right to be in our kid's life because there's better offers. You know, there's boys and there's girls and there's social media. And, and I actually still want to be that voice of influence. And the ability to, for them to rationalize and process the world and decision-making and, and really put it all together themselves only happens neurologically at 23. And I always like to remind the parents of the high-risk teens that I'm working with because they come in and say, why can't she behave like a 19-year-old? She wants all this responsibility. She wants this maturity. But you know what? She's not acting like it. And so I always like to just remind parents and also remind myself our expectations have to be realistic of these kids and the dialogue is everything. If they are coming to you for advice and you listen to them first, but then you actually have that voice of reasoning um, because they can't do it themselves until they're 23. Yeah, really. I, I think that statistic shocks a lot of people. Because we don't realize that they can't think through things like we like we can. And let's face it, by the time that our kids are 18, a lot of us are over it. We're, oh, we're kind of over the parenting drill. We've true. done 18 years with it. So we're quite ready for them to move out, go to college and get a job and, and be self-made. And then when they don't do that successfully and they come back and they need more help and hand-holding, some people, you know, we, we work with, they're a little disgruntled. They're kind of like, oh, I was over it. So we've got to be realistic about what we're expecting of these kids of being able to process it all. Okay. So another tip that we have is is sit down with them and really help them understand how rare these kind of things are, even though they're happening more than they ever have. And so we can get in our heads that it's 
becoming so common. There are millions and millions and millions of children every day in school that are, have been safe and have always been safe. And so the odds of anything happening are actually really, really small. But the reason that we want you to be prepared, so if anything did happen, your odds of being safe are even higher. And that's why they do this at school. They'll have the drill and they'll talk about it because we want you to ha- your odds of being safe to be so high. And then you look at the very, very, very small chance that you would have anything to even be afraid of. And we want to decide how much power we're going to give that little piece because it could take over your life and it could, it could cause all of this anxiety and fear and suffering, or we can only let it cause a tiny bit because that's all it really deserves. So I actually did this with my with my kids recently because this obviously came up as they were listening to people talk about it. And what I did was I actually painted a picture that they could get their head around. And I said, you know what, how many times does mummy use this sharp knife? And they'd say, oh, every night, you know, every day and you make sandwiches and you cut carrots. And I said, how many times do I cut myself? In your life, how many times do you remember me having blood all over the, the cutting board and having to put a Band-Aid on? Oh, a few. I said, yep. So it doesn't happen every day, does it? It doesn't happen every month. But you know what? Mummy knows how to do first aid and we have the first aid kit that's up there just in case so that if that happens, we know exactly how to do it. And as soon as I put that into that context, I just diluted the fear because it was showing them that, you know what, I could, I could be totally paralyzed and not cook you guys dinner. We could live on takeaway because I'm so afraid of this knife because it lives in my kitchen. And if I use it wrong, you know what? It could hurt me. But you know what? I'm not choosing to live with that kind of, because it's silly, isn't it? It's silly to do that. And they were nodding along with it and saying, yeah. I said, so it's just about us being prepared. It's just about us having that that perspective and realizing these things happen. We want to be prepared, but we don't have to worry about it every day. Oh, Nicole, that's brilliant. I love it. You have the most practical, great ideas. Well, it was just relevant because, you know, they haven't seen a lot. My kids have really been quite sheltered, sheltered been yeah. a little sheltered, and I'm I'm grateful for that. I, I worry sometimes that our kids grow up a little too quick. So, you know, we, we're, we always say that we're a little weak when it comes to movies and things like that. So that's consciously me trying to do it for as much as I can. But I am. I'm pulling these things out more and more now, trying to prepare them for the world, particularly living in America. Oh, because America is so much more dangerous. Sadly, yeah. Sadly, a well, little bit. Well, I have to tell you, when I first moved here, my biggest fear that I had to really process is I said I would never live in America because kids get abducted. And I had to say, well, kids get abducted everywhere. So what is it that I can do? And I have my kids wear these gizmo watches whenever they leave the house that tracks where they are. And that's my safety. Mm-hmm. You know, realistically, the whoever takes them will take that off straight away, <laughs> right? But this is this is what we have to do. We have to do the preparation, and then we have to let it go, and we've got to get into trust. So we've moved here into <clears throat> mom anxiety over losing our kids, and and I tell you, every single mom that we work with, when I ask them, "What are you afraid of?" That's the number one thing is having something happen to our kids. And in the world, that happens every day. There's parents that lose a child. So it is a reality in our world that we we don't have a guarantee to keep our children safe. So what can parents do who are really concerned all the time? Well, first of all, they've got to call themselves out on the delusion because we can as parents. As adults, we can call out the delusion for ourselves and say, well, even if I lock them inside the house, we could be hit by a bomb. (laughs) We could be an earthquake or someone could drive through the front window of our house in a car. A lot of us like to think that we have more control, 
because it makes us feel safer, but it's actually a delusion. So we've got to call ourselves out on that first. The second thing is to ultimately get into a place of of contentment and understanding I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. I'm going to do my best, but life is actually going to happen. And I can trust that it's going to happen to make me a better person, to make us all better. So one of the things I, I want everybody to be aware of is if you function in a fear state because you're afraid of something happening to the kids, all your interactions can become fear-based interactions. They're all about, well, don't do that. Well, make sure you do this. And it will long-term damage your relationship with your child if all your interactions are based in fear. So pay attention to that. How many times when you interact with your child during the day, is it just a love-based interaction, some praise, some validation, some listening, how are you? And how often is whatever you're going to say or do driven by your fear? And again, we have some shapes we're more worried about that with their children diamonds are one that comes to mind any others as parents that's that's the main diamonds one. are the main one yeah. diamonds have a lot of uh often will have fear about germs and kids being safe we we've seen diamond households where there's a lot of hand washing and and the kids kind of are have lived with that but i i really think what matters even more than keeping them safe is keeping a good connection with them where they can feel safe with you. And that dialogue continues to happen. This is not going to be one conversation. This is going to be something that we want to check in with every time there's an incident or something happens in the neighborhood so that they know that you can come and be part of that processing with them. Now, if they're still struggling and you think, goodness me, I don't have the tools, that's when you need to be looking into professional help. And this week, we're actually going to uh, load up to the Inner Circle membership subscription, the 12 Shapes community, a whole bunch of subconscious audios that we have for parents and for kids, which is actually about living without fear and trusting the universe. So sometimes this is really valuable for a lot of our clients to actually listen to before they go to bed, because at nighttime, it's when all those things come up. So, and never underestimate the power of a nightlight, you know, and, and doing some, some good conversations before bed and then also some, some meditations or some relaxation because we do need to be investing those skills in our kids as well. Oh, I love that. You know, at the end of the day, Nicole, it is a delusion that we have control enough to protect them all the time. And one of the practices I've just used is every time they go out the door, I kind of put them in God's or the universe's hands. And I decide I'm going to trust you that you you watch over us. And if anything bad does happen, it would only happen if it's going to serve all of our journeys in some way, make us stronger, wiser, and more loving. Such an important part. And if we can also help your child to be in a place where they can also see those things accurately as well and that the, the world is not a scary place. There's some things that happen, but maintain that perspective because a lot of our kids are dramatic and they don't have that rationale. So it's up to us as parents to actually paint those pictures accurately for them. That's beautiful. So we're almost out of time. I, I, we've covered so much stuff and we've also promised you some great resources today. And so I've got some work to do and we're done on the call. We're going to get that stuff loaded up and, and we hope that you'll really look at becoming part of our 12 shapes community. We really would love to have more interaction with you and be able to provide you with the tips and help that you really need. It's about a resource and, and, you know, that, 
that community vault that if something happens, I've got somewhere to reach for. Because I know that when I was developing all of my self-help journey, it was actually the things I reached for that created those new perspectives and, and really turned me into the person I am today. We need to have access to learn better and then do better. So come and join us. Join the 12 Shapes community and be part of our inner circle. We we look forward to working with you closer. Yeah. Thanks right. for being with us on the show. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.